Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitzman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News presented by the Harrier. And today we actually have a lot of stuff going on that's really cool with the Harrier. They're developing a new t-shirt that is voted on by the fans, created by the fans. And there's some really great options. I believe there's six or seven different designs. So go over to the Harrier and select and vote for which design you like the best. And then once it gets selected, uh, make sure that you use code TWN at checkout to get 20% off. So uh, go check all that out. We got a lot of stuff uh, that's going on over there. Um, now, we want to get into the episode, have a lot of stuff to talk about today. So, this is going to be more of a review episode on everything that's happened this past year on track and field, so a lot of things, so we're definitely going to be missing a few things for sure, but want to talk about my top 50 athletes of the season. So, in my mind, when it comes to the top 50 athletes of the entire season, it is not going to be just how you performed at the Olympics. It's not going to be just what your world records are. It's not just going to be what your records are. Uh, it's going to be a combination of things. It's going to be a combination of how did you perform at the major meets? How did you compete against the other top competition? How did you do in the pro circuit? How did you do maybe in the college circuit? It's all going to have to be combination um, of things. Obviously, Olympics and the uh, other world records and all that has a heavy voting system, but it's not going to be the only thing. So there's going to be people here that won gold medals but may not be the, the top athletes. There are going to be people that didn't medal at the Olympics that are going to be going to be on the top as well. So it's going to be a combination of things because it's based off of how your entire season went. And so recently you probably saw the World Athletics. They released what their top athletes are for just the men and the women. Uh, I'm doing a combination list. So these are the top 50 lists for both the men and the women combined. And there's a few things that they have in their voting system that I'm just not a fan of. Uh, and there's a few things I'm sure that I'm going to have with my voting that you're going to just think is dumb as well. So after this list drops, uh, go on Instagram and comment who I got wrong, who I got right, why I'm smart, why I'm an idiot. Love to hear it. But uh, want to talk about it. And we're not going to go over every single person. We're going to do uh, 10 people in a row. So I'll do 50 through 40 and then 41 through 30. And we'll talk about one athlete from each of that 10. And then once we get to the top 10, that's when we'll talk about all of the people. So we're going to start with 50 and then work our way up. So at 50, the 50th best athlete that I have this entire season, we have Javon Harrison, then Back-to-back -back Harrisons, we have uh, Kenny Harrison, who is the hurdler, Javon Harrison, who is a long jumper and high jumper. 48, sprinter Ronnie Baker. 47, hurdler Devin Allen. 46, the sprinter Gabby Thomas. 45, the middle distance runner Emmanuel Courier. At 44, we have the distance runner Gadoff Tiskey. At 43, we have Giannis Vetter. At 42, Noah Lyles. 
at 41, Shauna Miller Weibo. And then at 40, I have Li Zhao, Li Zhao Gang. And so I uh, want to talk about Noah Lyles here. So this is prob- there's a few names that a lot of people probably would be upset with. Uh, Shauna Miller Weibo, Noah Lyles being so low. Uh, those are probably two of the biggest names. Maybe Kevin, Ronnie Baker, Devin Allen. But uh, I have Noah Lyles this low for a few reasons. So one thing that is a big thing for me is going to be your consistency. And so he has the world lead in the 200 at 19.52, bronze medalist in the 200, but he underperformed in my mind because he if, if he had competed at that 19.5 level the entire season, then he'd he'd be up there, but he didn't. There was a lot of meets that he was running low, like really low 19s or even in the 20s. And he didn't perform very well in the 100 as well. Now, I know that the 100 is not his main race, but he didn't make the Olympic team in the 100. He barely made it to the Olympic trials in the 100, and he was somebody that we thought was going to be a big name. And so that's one reason that he got dropped down so much, because of his consistency. Um, He did get that 200-meter bronze, and he was a guy that we really thought was going to win gold. It was, what, him, DeGrasse, Bednarik, and... Uh, and so he was somebody that I had higher expectations for, and I think that's partially why I had him so low because he's someone that I really expected to, to have a very good, uh, performance. So, um, that's why he's down there at 42. Uh, next Daniel Stahl, the thrower, I believe he is a hammer thrower. Um, Steven Gardner, the, um, 400 meter runner. Azalenka Sherdova, pole vaulter, Joshua Cheptegei, the mid-distance runner, uh, Toby Am- Amusan, the hurdler, Allison Dos Santos, the hurdler, 400-meter hurdles in particular. Uh, 33, we have Michael Cherry, who is the uh, sprinter, then uh, the 400-meter the sprinter, obviously. Uh, then we have, who is after that, 32, the hurdler, Jasmine Camacho-Quinn. And then at 31, we have Mariah Lasienki, La who is the um, the high jumper from where? Oh shoot, where is she from? I think she's from the oh, Russia, but they're it's like the, they're not allowing them to compete there. So uh, 35 is who I want to talk about, Toby Amusan. So she's someone that I really wanted to put higher on the list here, uh, and I think she will be. She's one of my contenders to win at the world championships in 2022. So she has the African record in the uh, 100 meter hurdles. She was the diamond league champ and fourth at the Olympics in a very, very tough uh, Olympic year. Um, As you see, I have Jasmine Camacho Quinn down here as well. I mean, I really think, I mean, she probably could easily go a, a little bit higher, but there, it was such a great list. There are so many great athletes that were competing this year that it's hard to move her to move many of these athletes up. I mean, you know, Michael Cherry, he obviously had a extremely consistent season this year. And, and for some of these people, it comes down to the fact that they didn't compete as much. So, um, like Toby Amusan, like she ran through the entire year. And so there's a lot more competitions to look at for her year where Jasmine Camacho Quinn, I believe she shut things down after the Olympics. So it's hard because you don't have as much body of work that we're, that we're looking at. So, um, that's why I have those people where they are. Um, next. So the top 30 at 30, I have Trayvon Bermel 
At 29, I have Sharika Jackson. At 28, I have Christina Momba. The Oh, sorry. Uh, Trayvon Bermel, sprinter. Sharika Jackson, sprinter. Christina Momba, sprinter. Um, at 27, Joe Kovacs, the thrower. At 26, hurdler Grant Holloway. At 25, the hurdler Dalia Muhammad. At 24, the uh, multi, so the decathlete, Damian Warner. At 23, the hurdler, 400-meter hurdler, Rye Benjamin. At 22, the hurdler, Femke Bowl. At 21, pole vaulter, Katie Najat. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. Then we'll do top 20 after that. So uh, Femke Bowl is probably the, the biggest name that I have here. So in World Athletics, they had Femke Bowl at like six or something like that. And I think she's deserving to be high up. I don't think six, but she had a very, very good year. And she competed throughout the entire year. So she was the Diamond League champ, uh, third at the Olympics. And she had the most sub-54s with nine. Uh in the, the 400 meter hurdles. And she's got a very, very long and promising career ahead of her. But this year was a really, you know, really good breakout season for Femke Bowl. I have her above Dalia Muhammad, who even had a better race at the Olympics. She ran the second fastest time ever. Um, I have Femke Bowl ahead because she had more competitions and better competitions at that. Uh, Dalia Muhammad, right after the Olympics, tried to run. She ran two like 400 meter hurdles right after, and it just was not at as good as Femke Bowles was for the races that she did post Olympics. So that's why I have her above it. Uh, Rye Benjamin. It's just the fact that he didn't race enough in my mind to to be higher. I mean, obviously he ran the second fastest time as well, and he's someone that. Did he, if he raced more, I would have had him higher. Cause obviously silver medalist in the, um, in the 400 meter hurdles would love to have him higher. Yeah. A lot of these athletes that are in this tier, it's because they didn't race enough or they just weren't as consistent. Like Trayvon Bermel, he just wasn't as consistent as I wanted to see him throughout the entire year. Um, obviously the Olympics wasn't very good. He has the world lead in the 100, but it just he just wasn't as consistent as I'd like for like for him to be. Grant Holloway just didn't race as much. Um, I said I was only going to talk about one person, but I'm talking about almost everyone, really. Uh, Grant Holloway just didn't race as much as I'd like for him to. Uh, Damian Warner, Olympic record, but it's so hard to put the decathletes up higher because they don't compete as much over the course of the year just because it is a 10-event competition, so you're just not going to do that as often. But um, with the Olympic record, he has the most uh, – most competitions over 8,500 points of anyone or no, he's, he's third. He's third all time with most uh, competitions over 8,500 points. So he's had a great career, but um, yeah, that's, what's going to be up to my top 21. Then at 20, I have the discus thrower, Valerie Allman at 19, the mid distance runner, Lesenbet Gaday or the distance runner, Lesenbet Gaday uh, at 18. I have Timothy Chariot, at seven, the, the distance runner. At 17, sprinter Lamont Jacobs. At 16, mid-distance runner Jakob Ingerbritsen. At 15, the sprinter Kenny Bednarik. At 14, sprinter Andre de Grasse. At 13, sprinter Shellyanne Fraser-Price. At 12, distance runner Faith Kipiegon. And then at 11, Hugo's, uh, di- uh, triple jumper Hugo Zango. So... Uh, 
Let's talk about Jakob Ingerbritsen. So he had a fantastic year. Olympic gold, second at Diamond League. Um, he was He's ranked second in the world in the 15, and then he's also ranked third in the world in the 5K. So he's dominating over two events, which is, uh, you know, awesome. It's really him and Chariot that are really, really close to each other. Um, you know, they've been going back and forth with the, the 15s or the, or the 5Ks. So those are two athletes to, to watch out for. Um, Valerie Allman, who's been on an absolute tear, especially in regards to the, uh, the women's throws, uh, or American, American throws. Like she was the first American to win the uh, Olympics in the discus in a very, very long time. And she has the American record and she just continued. She was, I believe the diamond league champion, uh, as, as well. So she's had a fantastic career. I mean, all of these people that as you go up, are medalists, if not gold medalists in their events. So, I mean, Andre de Grasse, 200 meter gold medalist in the Olympics. Um, I believe he is diamond league champion as well in the 100. Um, and he was a medalist in the, the 100 as well at the Olympics, you know, uh, Lamont Jacobs, he would have been higher had he ran more, but he stopped at the Olympics, you know, after winning the 100 and the, the being a part of that four by one, uh, Lesenbeck Gaudet, I believe she's the world record holder in the 10K right now. So she's had a, a fantastic, a fantastic career so far. Kenny Benarek, most 200s under 20 with, I believe, what is it? Like, is it 19? I don't think it's 19. I think it's, was it nine? It was, it, he has the most, uh, he has the most races sub 20 in the 200 of all time, um, for a season. So he's, he's had a phenomenally consistent, uh, year and he was also a medalist in the 200 as well uh zango so he's someone that i couldn't put in the top 10 but i had to have him higher up because he is a world record holder in the triple jump he did that in during the indoor season but uh, and he was also a silver medalist or not silver sorry bronze medalist in the triple jump at the olympics Uh, i wanted to have him in the top 10 but just because he wasn't as super consistent i had to drop him down a little bit Um, but he did have a, you know, having a world record and for me winning a world record or having the world record is a huge thing. And I, I placed that the highest of anything in my list, like having a world record to me is more important than having an Olympic gold because it's the, it's, it's, you're doing something that no one's ever done. People win the Olympic gold every four years. And especially depending on the race, it could be a very bad race. So Having a Olympic Olympic gold to me doesn't mean as much as winning a world record, which is why I have him at 11th. Now, going to get into my top 10. So, um, this is I did a lot of thinking on who I think is going to be in the top 10, and this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought that 2021 was going to be a year that a lot of athletes were going to be taking a step back because there was a a season, an entire year taken away from most of these athletes. Training cycles were messed up. I believe that a lot of these athletes were going to fall short of their goals and not compete at a high level. And I was very wrong. And these 10 athletes are the ones that showed that at the highest level and really proved a lot of people wrong. And so it's we're we're really really nitpicking with a lot of these people, but it's, it's going to be very close. Um, so at the 10th spot, I have sprinter Fred Curley. 
So Fred Curley ran 9.84 in the 100, 19.76 in the 2, and 44.6 in the 4. He was second in the Olympics in the 200, or sorry, in the 100, and he was the Diamond League champion in the 100 as well. He's had a breakout year. Obviously, you guys know he was the former, or he is the the 400-meter runner that converted down to the 1 and the 2, proved everybody wrong, had a fantastic season, um, winning the, the silver medal as well. And so he, he's someone that when I saw he was running the one and the two, I mean, I believed that he could do it, but I wasn't sure. I didn't think he was going to do all this. Like I was thinking he was going to do well, but doing this well, that kind of took me, uh, took me by surprise. He had a fantastic year. I know. And especially in a season where there is no one dominant sprinter, um, to be in that conversation is something that is very difficult. And looking at this, he is the only male sprinter that I have in this top 10. So, uh, congratulations, Fred Gurley at ninth. I have a thing Mo. So, uh, a thing Mo had one of the best seasons anyone could have. So undefeated in the 800, she's 36 and one Overall, the only time she lost was in in the indoor 400 meters in the NCAA championship. She was a national champion, the Olympic champion, the U20 world record uh, world record holder. Uh, she's very close to getting the American record. She has pretty much every record that you can have, but the world and American record. She's had a, a fantastic season, and once again, like this is someone that is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Like, she easily was the bet. Like, if there was to have, if I was to have a rookie of the year, she's the rookie of the year. Just had an amazing, amazing season. Being a part of that 4x4, the dream team it was coined, that, that also won the gold. Uh, she was just dominant and in a way that not a lot of people thought. Like, what, you're a freshman in college and winning gold medals in the 800? Like, by a lot. Like, you really took control of the race from the beginning. Something that is just crazy. Um, and if it was not for some of these people, you probably would be ranked a little bit higher. Um, actually I'll probably switch with the person that I have at seventh. I'd switch with ninth actually looking at this again. Yeah. I'm switching the person at seven and ninth. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll get to who it is in a second. Um, eighth place. I realize I said I duplicated it at 13. So this person wasn't actually in 13th. Uh, number eight, I have Shelly Ann Fraser price. She was the second at the Olympics in the 100, gold in the 4x1. She ran a PR of 10.6 at, what is she, 33 or 34. Uh, She also had 13 races that were sub-11 and seven races that were sub-10-8. And those are numbers that you don't see a lot. Like, they, the sprinters from Jamaica, really made it look like 10-8 is something you see all the time. And it's not. Like, they were making these times normal. And so people would would be seeing, like, a 10, like, a 10-8-1 and going, ah, not too fast. When in reality, like, you see that any other year, you're like, oh, my God, this is insane. But with what they, these athletes were doing, it was just not an, an insane mark. They're normalizing these insanely fast times. And she's showing that she has a lot of great racing ahead of her. Um, I think just uh, a little bit better than, um, you know, this other guy who I'm going to say next, who really is ninth because I'm switching a thing, Mo, and this other person. But um, excellent, excellent year for her. 
at seventh. So I had Mondo Duplantis, but I'm going to put Mondo at ninth and a thing Mo at seventh. So uh, Mondo, he had 12 jumps over six meters, Olympic champion, Diamond League champion. Um, I looked, he actually got the world record in 2020, so it technically doesn't count. Um, he jumped 618. Um, he was also nominated for being athlete of the year um, for this previous season and was also like one of the, like one of the top five athletes just of, across all sports. So not just in track and field, but across all sports, like you had LeBron James, I think like Cristiano Ronaldo, like Dustin Johnson, a whole bunch of like the af biggest athletes from the previous season were, were nominated and, and Mondo was as well. Uh, he had, he's like one of the more dominant athletes right now. Like he has to be on a really off day to lose. He only had two losses this year where he came in fourth and I think third one time. And he was really, really off. But, you know, if, if Mondo's competing at his best, nobody's beating him. Uh, obviously, he's the pole vaulter. But I'm going to move him to ninth and a thing Mo to seventh. I think that a thing Mo had a better season than him. But uh, that's what we're going to be doing there. Um, sixth, I have Sydney McLaughlin. So world record uh, Olympic champion. She was undefeated, had four sub 54s. Really just an insane year for Sydney McLaughlin. And the reason that she just missed out on the top five was just the length of her competition season. So, like I said, it is not just how many times, uh, not just what you do at the Olympics. It's like what you do over the course of the entire season. And she stopped at the Olympics, so uh, I couldn't have her above some of these other people that have very, very similar resumes but were just – competed a little bit longer. She had an insane year, um, breaking the world record in the, at the Olympics too, is made one of the, made one of the best races, uh, we've ever seen. It was actually back-to-back -back days in the 400 meter hurdles were, were some of the best races we've ever seen. And to, to do that on the biggest stage possible just made it so much greater. Uh, I wish that we had fans in the stands for that. Cause I know people would have been going crazy seeing it, but, uh, yeah, Sydney McLaughlin at sixth for the season. Then at fifth, I have Elaine Thompson Hurrah. So she is obviously the fastest woman alive. She ran a 10.54 uh, Olympic champion in the one, two, four by one. And she had nine sub 10 eights this year. This was the story of Elaine Thompson Hurrah because she is now in conversations that many people thought were never going to happen. Many people thought that the Flojo records were ones that we would never see broken, that she was at a pillar of time and racing numbers that no one was ever going to, no one was ever going to replicate. And she's now in that conversation running this 10, five, four. And not only did she do it once, like you said, she had nine races under 10, eight, like she's running insanely fast, insanely consistently. And so I would not be surprised if this 2022 season, she follows up on this breakout season that she just had with some even faster times. Cause now she knows like what she has to do with her training. She knows what went well. She knows what she might have to take out. And I think it's only going to help her moving forward to be racing 10 fives again. And, and even, you know, dwindle into that 10, four range. She had a fantastic year. Um, and yeah, that's why she's going to be at our fifth spot for the best season. At four, we have triple jumper Yulamar Rojas. So she had an insane year. She is the indoor and outdoor world record holder, Olympic record holder, uh, Olympic gold medalist, and 
percent. She has a PR this year of 15.67, and she also had the largest margins of victory throughout the entire season. Like, not only was she great, she was beating everyone in huge margins where it was not even remotely close. There really was no point for many of these other women to even get on the runway because whenever Rojas is there, you know it's going to be uh, lights out. And yeah, I mean, she has two world records. She is one of two people on this list to have that. And that's something that I cannot take lightly. <laughs> like if you can have indoor, outdoor world record, uh, the only, I guess there's three people on this list that have both the indoor and outdoor world record for their event. Uh, Mondo Duplantis, he did those in 2020 and I believe 2019. Uh, Yulma Rojas and then someone else that uh, has not been named yet. So um Yomar Rojas, fantastic uh, year. The only reason she is not higher on this list, I guess you could say, um, would have loved to see a few more competitions, even though she did compete an awful lot. She had an awesome year. I'm um, going to put her at four. She's super close. Like these top four, it's like, oh my, you could really almost switch any of these top four. Well, four through two, I think, but very, very close. Okay, at three. I have Safan Hassan, so Olympic gold medalist at the 5K, the 10K, and then the silver medalist in the 1500. I believe she also had the world record in the 10K for a little bit, uh, and then um, Tuske uh, Gide took that from her, but she's she's doing stuff that nobody thought was possible. Like she almost she was very very close to doing the the triple. Um, gold medal, um, but Faith Kipyegon obviously won in the 15. I mean, Faith Kipyegon is insane in the 1500 right now. But um, to be able to have to win two two Olympic golds, a silver, and then like she was racing so much and was still beating people. Like she had a fantastic, uh, fantastic year. I mean, I still remember the 5K when she fell down in the beginning of the race and or fell down on the last lap was like. 15 meters behind and then came back and won it to qualify for the final. Like she's just an animal, had an amazing season. Um, and really excited to see what she does in 2022. Uh, cause she did something I never thought was possible. Uh, then at second place, I have hurdler Karsten Warholm. So he was undefeated this year. World record in the 400-meter hurdles with a time of 45.94, and then Diamond League champion as well. So he's here because one undefeated season, not many people had that. Uh, there were one, two, three, I think like four or five athletes that had undefeated seasons this year. So not a lot of people can do that. And then he also had the world record that was the largest like margin of world record, like the biggest change in world record. Um, you know, running sub 56, uh, he just has an, an amazing year. And it, it's crazy because if Rye Benjamin had beat him out, leaned him at the line, like he very well could, this very well could have been Rye Benjamin. Um, he also did compete after the Olympics and, and had a lot of success after. Now, one thing that's difficult is that he didn't have a ton of competition uh, unless he's running against Dos Santos or Rye Benjamin. There's really no one else that can check him in a 400 meter hurdles. He goes out so fast and is just so much better than everyone else that it makes it difficult to even be in the same realm of competition with him. But he had a fantastic year um, and definitely deserving of that second overall spot. And so uh, number one. So my number one 
pick for the best season of the entire track and field year in 2021. Now, this is a season that I would say was the second greatest year of all time, only behind Usain Bolt's 2009 campaign where he broke the world record in the 100 and the 200. I would say this is the second best season that we've ever seen, and that is from thrower Ryan Krauser. So Ryan Krauser undefeated this year. He had the most throws over 22 meters. He broke the indoor and the outdoor world record, Diamond League champion, as well as Olympic champion and Olympic uh, record holder. He did everything. Like, there is not a single thing that this man could have done this year that he didn't do. He won everything. He broke all the records. And he did it with flash. Like, he did it with huge margins. There was never a doubt in anyone's mind that this guy, when he stepped into the thrower circle, was not going to win. He was just head and shoulders above every single person in these competitions. Uh, sure, Kovacs, very close. Like, he had he had a very good year. Top 50 year, for sure. Not even close to Ryan Krauser. Like, this dude is in another stratosphere when it comes to throwing. And I really would not be surprised if he continues this into the next season. Like, he has just been on an absolute tear as of recently. And, uh, you know, the undefeated year shows it. And so... Ryan Krauser, number one for the best season in 2021. And to me, it's not even close. The margin of him being in first is just so much different than everyone else. But let me know what you think. What did I get right? What did I get wrong? I'm sure I got a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, make sure that you message me on Instagram about it. So to go over it again, my top 10, Fred Curley, 10, uh, Mondo DePlantis, 9, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, 8, a Thing Mo seven, Sydney McLaughlin sixth, Elaine Thompson Hurrah five, Yulimar Rojas four, Safan Hassan three, Carson Warholm two, and then Ryan Krauser number one. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. Hope that you guys enjoyed it. Have a lot of content uh, coming up since this is the off season for track. Got some interesting stuff going on, so you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, if you want to hear, like, comment on this, make sure that you go follow us on Instagram at Track World News. We post different clips and highlights and things like that over there, so make sure you follow us there. Also, leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. Only takes a few seconds, and it means the world to us over here, so make sure that you go do that. Uh, my name's Colin. Hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good one, and peace. <laughs>